tuned in to Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. Hi, I'm Tonya Torellis, your host of Be Our Planet Solution, where we inspire the power of one reusable at a time. We love to share stories from people and see how they're doing to Be Our Planet Solution. Super excited today to have Barbara Majeski. She's a TV personality that loves to share her tips and tricks. She frequently appears on the Today Show, Good Day New York, New York Live, and the Nick Cannon Show. Barbara is also the mother of three and resides in Princeton, New Jersey. In 2015, she entered into a divorce and was then handed a diagnosis of stage three cancer. During treatment, she vowed that she would beat cancer and get another shot at life, which would be bigger, bolder, and better, and a true purpose, meaning, and intent. Well, if you're going to have three words to describe Barbara, you'd use purpose, style, and adventure. I happen to know Barbara. We met on a social platform called Clubhouse. I have joined all her inspirational accountability groups. She's coming out with a book, Sabotage to Success. Mine is already on reserve for this summer. And I would use three things to describe Barbara, giving of self, caring of others, and truly authentic. And that's how I would describe her. Barbara, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what kind of motivates you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I get to describe you then because I think it's only fair um, because I think you are so generous big-hearted and truly an authentic human being. And I'm grateful our paths have crossed through Clubhouse and that you've been such a great supporter. So thank you for having me. And I think these conversations are so important. So right back at you, my friend. So (laughs) your question was... Tell us a little bit more about yourself that I didn't say and kind of what motivates you in life to help be our planet's solution. You know, while I'm a mom of three... Where my story starts is I'm actually a twin. I have a twin brother, and I have younger twin brothers. So I'm one of two sets of twins. My mom is a triplet, so that all runs in the family. It's in the water. I believe God gives you a good handle, and God looks at me. Well, no twins for her. She's going to have single, and we're going to space them out. But what also runs in my family is a condition known as fragile X which is a genetically inherited form of neurological impairment, much like Down syndrome. And my younger brother in the second set, so it's Barbara and Benjamin, and the second set is Michael and Stephen. Stephen inherited Fragile X. And throughout my whole life, I don't know why, but I just assumed that I was going to take care of him. I was put on this earth to speak on his behalf. And crazy enough, Sonia, this is crazy. When I was six years old, and so my twin brother and I were six, and Michael and Stephen were three, I was giving Stephen a bath. And why a six-year-old in the 1970s is giving three-year-olds a bath, we don't know. We don't know. But I remember the water was only filled up so high, so there was no drowning you know, involved. But Stephen ended up having a seizure, and he ended up going to the hospital, and he was there for a long time. And then my mother came home one day and was like, listen, Stephen's coming home, but he's lost his ability to speak. And he'll never really develop like other children. They had understood at that point, Stephen wasn't developing like Michael. They didn't know what was going on, but they knew he was going to have some difficulties, speaking being one of them. And I remember at six years old, I said to my mother, I said, don't worry about it. I'll speak for him. 
so I thought the set of twins was actually my, they were my baby dolls. I just had real, everyone else had fake baby dolls and I had real baby dolls. So I was living my best life. I was like, don't worry, I'll speak for him. And little did I know how profound that ultimately was. Now, Stephen can speak, but he can't necessarily speak for himself and advocate for himself. So I've always been his advocate, his voice to the world. And it's been when you ask what motivates me, we start out with what motivates me, what drives me, what gets me back up after I've been knocked down, whether it was divorce or cancers or setbacks professionally or adversity in my life, is I'm truly aligned to not only speaking for Stephen, but using my voice to speak for the Stevens of the world, the most vulnerable population, those who can't speak for themselves. And that has been kind of my moral compass north. And it gets me out of my own way. I can't lose. I have people counting on me to use my voice for the greater good. And that's what motivates me is whenever I like get lost in the sauce, I am all, I'm like, all right, well, you got to get back up, keep doing what you're doing, raise your profile so you'll ultimately have more opportunities to impact people in ways that speak to them. What speaks to you and where your advocacy is might be different than mine, but it is all with the intention of serving others and living with the greater good in, in mind. Like it's all in line of the same thing of how do we leave this planet a better place than we found it? How do we improve our generation of people around us and how do we live a life of service so that's what drives me I think I answered the question right <laughs> more than answered the question I mean I knew a little bit about your brother and different things from being on clubhouse or in the accountability group and you've just been so generous of sharing yourself and yet there's still a layer that I didn't know I didn't know the two sets of twins and that the brother that you helped take care of is actually in the second set of twins Yes, yeah. just mm-hmm. unbelievable. And and you also share that sometimes things that seem like a struggle are also your gift. The divorce yeah. and the cancer could knock somebody else down, but you use it as fuel and, and you use it as a gift. But also now with your brother, your TV personality, you started honing your skills of using your voice back when you were six. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just think when I really do, because we all have times of what am I doing and like, what is my life about? And having that clarity at times, especially when you're in a state of chaos and struggle, uh, I can never give up. You know, I can never not move forward in my life. You know, Stephen's counting on me, but it's not so much Stephen anymore as I believe using my voice and my message and my stories to really be relatable to other people so that I can help them see that they have great purpose because we all have great purpose. But sometimes we don't understand that our obstacles have been opportunities, opportunities for us to grow, to build our compassion, our knowingness, because the truth be told, right, you only are able to draw from your well of experience when it's happened. And your well of experience helps you be relatable and help others, right? I'm able to help people through colon cancer. I'm able to help because I'm like, oh, I was there. I know what chemo is like. I know it's like battling a divorce and having attorneys, you know, come at me. It's very hard to talk to somebody about your cancer experience if they haven't personally gone through it. It's, oh, well, my friend of a friend's uncle's friend went through colon cancer, and this is what they went through. And you're like, that's really nice. Can I talk to your uncle? Like, you want to talk to the person that understands at the cellular level. But sometimes we look at our obstacles as obstacles and not as opportunities for growth and experience. 
and it is hard in the moment. I think we can all agree when we're going through something, we don't understand that we're growing through it. We're just really in it. How many times have we looked up and we're like, really, really? Oh, like, really like, you're going to give me this now too? <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, is this really happening to me right now? And I can only say sometimes you have to have this surrender and this faith that the universe is conspiring in your favor. Even when you don't understand it, having that kind of faith of like, I don't know why this is happening, but I am going to get through this. The only way out is through, right? And I'm going to handle this with as, as great, as much grace and as integrity as I can and understand that life is life school. You know, we're in the school of life and the more experiences and things that we go through, the more our life is like, we shit to write in our book, right? Like our book of life, you know? Well, so, you did it again. Your next book just needs to be your little, your little clips that you say. Because I don't even know how you come up with them so quickly and so plentiful. A lot of these things I've heard and they land for me. They almost embed in my subconscious mind. You grow through what you go through. That is something that I have heard and I know, and now I message back out. And you have this like Rolodex, so you just keep like whipping them out. It, right. And Tonya, it, it works for me. I was speaking once a couple weeks ago about obstacles. And I really did. I was like, an obstacle is an opportunity for growth. And then the two O's kind of land for me. And again, it embeds in my subconscious mind. And you know me and my journaling. I know. I'm, like, I, I'm journaling now too, thanks to you. I just, by the way, if anybody tried to read, they're like, she was insane. Because I don't journal like Dear Diary or these are my top things. I just have to get it out of my head and into paper. And it does. It marinates in my subconscious of, okay, this is a, this is a tough one. And I was raised, I will say this, I've just kind of like come to the knowingness of it. I was raised with such a gift growing up with Steven and a, and a crazy two sets of twins and the whole thing. I was so lucky. I call it growing up Schwartz. Growing up Schwartz was really just this chaotic, unnoticed. We never knew if Steven was going to have a tantrum or a meltdown. I mean, he was we, this was before Ritalin. So he couldn't regulate his emotions. And we never knew what triggers would send him into some sort of tirade, you know, at six, you know, whatever. But what I learned with that experience is I learned you can't control the waves, but you can learn how to surf. It wouldn't there stop you go again. us. Right? <laughs> Another day, right? Like you, it wouldn't stop us from doing things as a family. We just learned how to just do it anyway and figure it out no matter what happened. And our attitude was always, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Like everything didn't have to line up. And if things went wrong, we could pivot like that. Like if something happened at like McDonald's, which whatever, McDonald's would was always be like our planet chaos. And my dad would just be like, all right, everyone in the car, you know, whatever wheels would fall off, Steve would have an episode and blah, blah, blah. And my dad would just be like, clean it up, let's go, everybody in the car. We were all like soldiers. And it's given me such, no matter what happens, I'll figure it out. And you can always shift gears and pivot. And it's not what, you know, again, it's not what happens to you. You, It's how you handle what happens to you. And I had that gift of chaos and unforeseen circumstances that allows me to move forward in my life with like, I don't actually know what's going to happen next. 
then no matter what happens, I'm going to figure it out, good, bad, or ugly. And there was a lot of crazy, like, we never were, what people would perceive as embarrassing, my dad would never be embarrassed. It was like, oh, well, that happened. And you know what? And then that came off and that landed on you because it could have been a very different way. You guys could have locked yourselves in the house, locked yourself away from the world, not yeah. experienced things because of him. The, the three other siblings would have resented Stephen instead of embracing him and loving him. And it's just absolutely incredible sharing that story. It really was. It's such a, it's such a gift. You know, we're all, the, you know, Ben, my twin, and Stephen's twin, Michael, we all know that we will be his caretakers. It's just, it's not a burden. It's just our knowingness. And I believe it creates this through line and this thread um, that makes us better people. And have we have this knowingness that no matter what happens, Stephen comes first. You know, we take care of him before we take care of ourselves. And he'll never want for anything. It's given us great drive. Oh, and in Buddhism, this is interesting. In Buddhism, somebody like Stephen is looked as somebody who has sacrificed this lifetime to help others around them grow. Now, I heard this years ago. That's and beautiful. It, may, it makes perfect sense to me. I'm like, Stephen has led me through adversity because I'm like, I can't give up and I can't quit because I have to take care of Stephen. And he's just given me this alignment with what's right and what's good and what, I don't know, there's just so much truth in that. I'm grateful for it. So, and Stephen's oh. birthday is Friday, so we'll be celebrating that. So, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, at Michael's, I'm like, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to see if I can get you some crumb cake to Stephen. <laughs> so, You're so just, sweet. Um, so on your segments, I want to just pivot a little bit because I really love the way you inspire us in your accountability groups and others to repurpose, reuse. I love the segment that you do that you clear out your house, you're clearing out your head. So I want you to just speak a little bit about that and what motivates you to be that way. Oh, for sure. First of all, I call it rehoming stuff giving it to a better home when you get rid of clutter. Clutter in your house is definitely something that is a metaphor when you clear out clutter in your house, clearing out the clutter in your mind. It is really this energy of getting rid of things that are no longer serving you, that are actually weighing you down and slowing you down. And we don't, when, why I do the segments in the More Life Collective is because I realize how cathartic it is to just get rid of three or four, go clean out the junk drawer. That's it. Like go, go delete some pictures right on uh, your phone. Go just get rid of some stuff because it's a metaphor of like when you start purging things or rehoming things, giving them a better home, you can start doing that in your mind as well. It, it's an energy of abundance. I want to bring in more of what is going to bring me prosperity happiness, abundance, I'm gonna, you have to make space for opportunities, right? You can't move in a new couch until you get rid of the old dead body couch. Like, you know, the one that perfect sense. It, it does, right? We forget and we get, we just keep bringing in more and more into our life and it weighs us down. It slows us down. So I always, in the spring and in the fall, it's always part of the More Life Collective of like, where's your garage sale? What are you getting rid of? What are you, does people hold on to stuff? Almost like they hold on to the bitterness and stories, resentment, grief. Like we hold on a little too long to things that instead of serving us, 
they're sabotaging us, right? And that's why I wrote the book, Sabotage to Success. We don't understand. I like, so can't wait for that book to come out. It sounds so it's, it's good. Thank you. You'll, you've heard a lot of the stories, but, I, you know, they're just in paper. And it's, I feel like it'll be something you can kind of refer to forever. I'm lost. You know, I'm, I'm foggy. I'm slow. You know, I'm not optimized. And that's what the book is all about, of like, you know, getting rid of things that are no longer serving you, but you can't get rid of things that are no longer serving you until you take inventory. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, we're going to do a checkup from the neck up. And oh, there you go again. Actually, yeah. the whole thing reminded me of this when, when my daughter was younger. Yeah. She, <laughs> I love it. She was always very, like, she, she has very intuitive eyes. And so she would say about, like, the commercials and whatever, and they always had, like, the black and white where they were dragging the vacuum cleaner or there was the, the, the kitchen was a mess and right. And then it became color and everything was bright and happy. And so when you were talking about, you know, clearing out the old couch and, and making room for new, I had that visual that, that my mm-hmm. daughter used to remind me of in, if you see all the commercials, you're going to look at them differently now because that's what they do. It's every down and it's dark and it's cloudy and it's, and then, oh, and then, boom, everything is bright and wonderful. And I guess that is kind of what you inspire us all to do with that part. And you do all those DIY segments. And you also seem to, I remember one time there was a big ball or something that you used. And you just like go in your house and repurpose things for segments that yeah. you're doing on TV. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, I go into the recycling bin all the time and I push <laughs> out especially bottles glass bottles are one of my favorites to repurpose for vases or I just did the today show and I took glass bottles and I made them into food flags where you know you do um, for the derby for the the Kentucky Derby so I do um, I do look around and I'm like all right what is what can I redo and what would this look like and I think I know it resonates with people recycling, repurposing, reusing. I think it resonates and works for all of us. You'd be surprised how many things were on one segment, all of a sudden are on another segment. <laughs> oh, so you and repurpose people, even within segments from one segment. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've just, uh, all the time, and my good friend, Bet, she was like the queen of it. She would bring like milk crates over to my house that she got it like antiquing. And she just had a way of like being like, let's use what's already there. And I think it's just smart and it's fun. It's creative. I teach my kids, um, you know, how to do it. And they absolutely love it. The kids are always teaching me. So I'm, I'm gifted. Oh, so I'm gifted. To my- on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way that we can do it. Actually, I've been with, um, two organizations, we've been lobbying New York State. So what you're saying reminds me of it. There's two bills that are on the books right now for New York State. And so I went with Clean and Healthy New York and Beyond Plastic. And what we're doing is we're lobbying assembly people because there's one bill that has to do with packaging and trying to get companies to actually think of the life cycle of what they're bringing to us. So, you know, you have to think of the end game. There is no planet B. And then what you remind me of when you just said that is the bigger, better bottle bill where they're trying to raise the fee of the five cents, the deposit, because five cents doesn't motivate people to return them now. And then to change the 
to add to it, so sports bottles and regular like wine bottles and stuff. And then that generates a whole new stream of recycling. So hopefully you'll have less, <laughs> even though I, I still yeah, want to I do your sessions, but it would be nice to actually have these things turned into something else. Agreed, 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 agreed. Well, maybe it's cereal boxes or you just never know. There's so many things to get creative on. There really was. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, hear from our wonderful sponsors. And then when we return, we'd love to hear what's in the future for Barbara and Jeske and how we can maybe help you to figure out maybe there's a reusable kind of struggle that you have that perhaps we can explore together, okay? Okay. All right. So here's a word from our sponsors. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit Brain Love Health. Dot com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. Okay, and we're back. And we're going to just close out with Barbara Majeski. We're so grateful for her time and her energy and sharing her stories of wisdom and how she repurposes and reuses things. So, Barbara, we want to hear from you of what's in the future for you and if there is any kind of struggle that you have as far as reusing and repurposing that you want to explore with us. I can't think of anything right now of anything. My kids, they let me know what I need to be doing. They're very good about being environmentally conscious, and I really appreciate that about them. I appreciate Uh, you passing that on to them. 
because it is you know, generation that's going to help I all think world. I think they're passing it more to me. I think they're teaching me more. I think I'm good, but they're better. The schools are doing a really good job on that. I, like I would have stuck with my plastic straws for life, except my daughter told me it was killing sea turtles. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. So I think that the kids are really the, the future and we're doing a great job with them. I love uh, the schools. Does your kid's school have, just one second, the, um, the refilling stations? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yeah. a no-brainer now. Mm-hmm. It's so smart. And we see them at airports now. Uh, the refilling stations. So I think that's really cool because you can travel with your water bottle now and then just refill. What I'm working on right now, I've got a lot of things coming in with the More Life Collective. I realized, you know, just through the challenges, which I do, you know, accountability challenges, is that more people, people really love it. It's not about buying things anymore. You can't buy a Peloton and get in shape. Can't buy a gym membership and get in shape. It's not, it it doesn't work. What you need to do is invest in yourself and investing in the action and the accountability and the consistency. Because I think people have associated you buy the Peloton, you buy motivation, and it's not true. Motivation is not something for sale, and it's not something that you have every single day. Motivation and inspiration are emotions. We never stay in an emotion. We stay consistent, and that's what the More Life Collective has become, of like a way to really stay it, stay consistent, stay disciplined so that you get the results that you want. So the More Life Collective community is starting to really evolve, and I am very passionate about helping more people optimize their health, optimize their wealth, and optimize their happiness through action, and not just in more you know information, but action. Action leads to results. So I'm excited Indeed. about that, right? I'm excited about that, helping more people journal, water, walk. Like, you know, my three my three signature W's are water, walking, and writing. I feel that they are the catalyst for transformation. And I want to, you know, encourage more people to do that. So that's where I'm at. I've got some really cool products coming out. I mean, really cool products that you're oh, really? Oh, yeah. Some very cool things that are, are in align with the More Life Collective, uh, journals, water bottles, calendars. Maybe we'll talk about it's my bath. Yes, yes, yes. And that's all for 2024. So, yeah, I'm putting all that together. What else? Yeah, we've got, you know, I do these segments on television. So I've got some really cool stuff coming up for Halloween and Christmas. I know you're like, wait, it's May. Yeah, I'm talking. You have to think of that stuff now. Yeah, and the book Sabotage to Success is coming out this summer. And I'm giving everyone that orders in the pre-launch a free journal because I know a journal can transform lives. It's so simple, but it really can be transformative. Getting those dreams onto paper uh, is the first step in manifestation. So I'm giving people journals. Uh, the oh, book and I got my NASDAQ. Yes, yes, because you hit your goals. So through the any challenges that I run, so my, my challenges within the collective – which are, I do the 90-day spring challenge, which is almost over, and I do the holiday challenge. That one is like chef's kiss because we show up at the holidays not busting and disgusting, as my friend Sean Pace. (laughs) So we show up feeling good. I'm like, that one was genius. I love my 90-day. That one was like, I was like, I'm doing this every year. And throughout those, for anybody that's interested, there's incentives and rewards and sweatshirts and swag and all the stuff to keep you keep you on point. So it's also the part puts you in the cool kids club. So 
Well, I guess yeah. I'm in the cool kids club now. We're in the cool so. kids club. <laughs> well, Barbara, I, I'm so grateful for your time today, for you sharing yourself and your soul and just being out there, being the person that you are just means so much. And we look forward to seeing what's next from you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. And I, I look forward to catching up and connecting soon in person in real life. So thank oh, you. Oh, that'd be great. And thank you for being part of our planet solution. One reusable at a time. So we're going to close out with our theme song from the Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. Take care. Until next time. Bye-bye. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She